0: Section 43 of Essays, Book 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Gieson. Essays, Book 1. By Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton. Of Sumptuary Laws the way by which our laws attempt to regulate idle and vain expenses in meat and clothes seems to be quite contrary to the end designed the true way would be to beget in men a contempt of silks and gold as vain frivolous and useless whereas we augment to them the honours and enhance the value of such things which sure is a very improper way to create a disgust for to enact that none but princes shall eat turbot shall wear velvet or gold lace and interdict these things to the people what is it but to bring them into a greater esteem and to set every one more agog to eat and wear them let kings leave off these ensigns of grandeur They have others enough besides those excesses are more excusable in any other than a prince we may learn by the example of several nations better ways of exterior distinction of quality which truly i conceive to be very requisite in a state enough without fostering to this purpose such corruption and manifest inconvenience is strange how suddenly and with how much ease custom in these indifferent things establishes itself and becomes authority we had scarce worn cloth a year in compliance with the court for the mourning of henry the second but that silks were already grown into such contempt with everyone but a man so clad was presently concluded a citizen silks were divided betwixt the physicians and the surgeons and though all other people almost went in the same habit there was notwithstanding in one thing or other sufficient distinction of the several conditions of men How suddenly do greasy chamois and linen doublets become the fashion in our armies, whilst all neatness and richness of habit fall into contempt! Let kings but lead the dance and begin to leave off this expense, and in a month the business will be done throughout the kingdom, without edict or ordinance. We shall all follow.' It should be rather proclaimed, on the contrary, that no one should wear scarlet or goldsmith's work, but courtesans and tumblers. Zaleucus, by the like invention, reclaimed the corrupted manners of the Locrians. His laws were that no free woman should be allowed any more than one maid to follow her unless she was drunk nor was to stir out of the city by night wear jewels of gold about her or go in an embroidered robe unless she were a professed and public prostitute that bravos excepted no man was to wear a gold ring nor to be seen in one of those effeminate robes woven in the city of miletus by which infamous exceptions he discreetly diverted his citizens from superfluities and pernicious pleasures and it was a project of great utility to attract them by honour and ambition to their duty and obedience our kings can do what they please in such external reformations their own inclination stands in this case for a law quid quid principes faciunt praecipere videntur what princes themselves do they seem to prescribe quintilian declamations three whatever is done at court passes for a rule through the rest of france let the courtiers fall out with these abominable breeches that discover so much of those parts should be concealed these great bellied doublets that make us look like i know not what and are so unfit to admit of arms these long effeminate locks of hair this foolish custom of kissing what we present to our equals and our hands in saluting them a ceremony in former times only due to princes let them not permit that a gentleman shall appear in place of respect without his sword unbuttoned and untrust as though he came from the house of office and that contrary to the custom of our forefathers and the particular privilege of the nobles of this kingdom we stand a long time bare to them in what place soever and the same to a hundred others so many tear and quarterlets of kings we have got nowadays and other like vicious innovations they will see them all presently vanish and cried down these are tis true but superficial errors but they are of ill augury and enough to inform us that the whole fabric is crazy and tottering when we see the rough cast of our walls to cleave and split plato in his laws esteems nothing of more pestiferous consequence to his city than to give young men the liberty of introducing any change in their habits gestures dances songs and exercises from one form to another shifting from this to that hunting after novelties and applauding the inventors by which means manners are corrupted, and the old institutions come to be nauseated and despised. In all things, saving only in those that are evil, a change is to be feared, even the change of seasons, winds, viands, and humours and no laws are in their true credit but such to which god has given so long a continuance that no one knows their beginning or that there ever was any other end of section 43 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey